Hello, welcome to Conversations with Yemi and Bimbo David. Welcome now. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome today. God is good. It's been a very hectic day, but God is our strength. How are you doing? Um, you have always. I just said welcome and you ready each day. <laughs> That's how you welcome people that way. Anyways, okay, so we're going to be discussing um, how we as ministers, as in ministry, as pastors, balance our work in church, in ministry, with our family life, our marriage and all. Of course, it's applicable to everyone in their own various, you know, work of work experience. So. <laughs> how do you balance how do you balance it? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I think um, a lot has to do with priorities and value system. For, like, it's like prayer. Prayer is not an end. Prayer is a means to an end. That is, you're not going to be jubilating because you, you prayed. Your celebration should be the answers to the prayers. If you don't understand that, your preoccupation will be with, I prayed for seven hours. I prayed for 10 hours. The main joy will be the answers to the prayers. So the same way, when we look at work, work is not an end. I feel, I believe it means to an end that, okay, I'm working for fulfillment. I'm also working to live a better life with my family. So when that priority or, or that understanding is there, you now don't replace the family with the work. Now, the challenge people have, especially when it comes to ministry, is that, okay, uh, should family come before ministry or ministry before? That's that sensitive discourse that, okay, uh, I mean, we all serve God and we serve God sacrificially. So uh, how, do I, how do I balance that? I think where the problem is coming from is replacing ministry with God. You know why? Because people be, okay, as I'm doing work of the ministry, I'm serving God. Mm-hmm. So there's a thin line between, okay, you now make that work of the ministry itself God. Because you can be doing ministry work and not be close to God anymore. Oh, definitely. You I understand? Was, yeah. The people that are pastors, mm-hmm. but they're not more Christians. So they are preaching, they are leading a church, but their spiritual life, their relationship with God is gone. So, yeah. so we should not always confuse, I'm doing ministry, ministry work with yeah. God. Yes, God first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, God has given you an assignment as a pastor, so you want to please God with it. But that same God has said that the, the, the outcome of that ministry work will be better if you treat your family well. So you now see the family as a test place for the fulfillment of ministry. So it shouldn't be a fight. It should be more like... like yeah i think um people uh, especially in ministry because there's a stage there there are people that you know kind of celebrates the pastor you know his work on stage and so when you compare the two so he's, he's like the public life of a, min- a pastor in church on stage people hail him celebrates you know people you know respect him yeah. and honor um, him in public so sometimes it gets 
I don't want to say it's it's get they get to consumed by that. Who gets consumed? I'm not the ministers. The ministers now. The ministers. But we will still talk about ourselves now. Abby, we'll see. <laughs> so we sometimes we get okay. Let me say we we get consumed by that. Can imagine how she talks over at home, Abby? When she when she's talking to me, how she she talks. It, it, you're thinking about that, Abby. Totally hilarious. Anyway. <laughs> I'm very quiet at home. I don't talk. I won't lie to you. Yeah. She makes me laugh at home. Even when she's angry, I'm always laughing inside because oh she, she, when she's angry at home, sometimes I look at her, look at this one. Look at this. Look at this. I'll look very serious, but I'm always laughing inside because the day she was very angry. She was very angry. Oh my god! I have I have done so far. <laughs> Continue work life balance. What? <laughs> oh god! Why did I say that? <laughs> oh lord! Okay, this is part. This is part. This is part of the work life balance because you know we laugh at ourselves. We fight. You know? She cannot even fight. No, no. I'm. It's I okay, have. It's okay. Let's consider. I, I take. I take exceptions to what you just said. What is the meaning of that? We're not fighting now. We don't so fight. yeah, you so you actually even belittle my my anger and no, <laughs> my no, fight uh, with no, you. No, no, no. Okay. I, I don't do that. I I'm a child of God. I just <laughs> anyway. So what Please I was saying is that um sometimes we get we get consumed, so you know, with the fact that we think we think that ministry work is more important because it's in the public. People respect us. People are always talking, you know. Uh, my pastor, my pastor. And we feel that they should understand. My family should understand. My wife should understand. My husband should understand. My children should understand. However, when we flip, when we really look at it, the people, you know, when we, we talk about it sometimes, that if these same people that, you know, respect, they hail you, if they have to travel, they will travel. They will not say, pastor, come and be traveling with me. No, you are left with your family. And the way you, um, value them and show that you value them is what you experience so if you if, if and, and, and what you, you know we don't have to come you, you don't speak with words every time the decisions will make tell a lot to your children and to your spouse that this is how valuable you are to me you know so we need to also, also look at that that you know what in spite of the glory of the public life you know the fact that you're respected out there is much more important your home is much more important Yeah, thank you. I, I uh, now I think the, in Africa, especially one of the challenges we have is when we have. I, should, I use the word over ambition. When you are consumed, when you're over, in that ambition consumes you, because there's something in every one of us that wants to succeed. Yes, but we must know where the boundaries are. That times when ambition takes over your holy desire to be the best for God. I'm a stickler for you being the best for God, doing your best for God. But there's a thin line between that and running in the flesh, ambition. When you enter into that canal drive of ambition, that very fleshy part of it, you neglect everything. People even neglect their health. They neglect their families just to, to have a public show that they are successful because they measure success with 
what people can see, the vehicles, the buildings, for pastors, the crowd. And at the end of the day, you now miss out on your family. And I think it's going to be a kind of hypocrisy if we're preaching the word of God and you're you appearing like you're a good husband, a great man outside, or wife, and then you've lost your home. I think that was why the Holy Spirit inspired uh, Paul I think in, in the book of Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 3 there about when he was saying that if you desire the office of a bishop or a pastor, that one of the criterion is that you should be able to take care of your family. He now said, how can, how can you take care of the house of God if you don't take care of your family? So I saw it more like the family itself is a test place for success in ministry. Uh, I, 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 one of the desires we have is we don't want our children to dislike Jesus because of us yeah. or dislike going to church. Because I've seen growing up, I've seen a lot of pastors' children. They hate church. They hate Jesus. Not because Jesus is bad, but because of the Jesus that was portrayed to them by their own parents. It's like a neglecting Jesus, a Jesus that abandons his family to serve God. So they wonder what kind of God is that. I, feel, I, feel, I think our generation should give a better example. Yeah. So with that awareness, even when there is a drive for success and impact in ministry, which is fine, you, you, you don't allow the devil to take advantage of the home from because when that is gone, sometimes you ask yourself, then what is left? What, 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 what is left? So I, I think that awareness is a, is a good place to start. Yeah, I think what also helped us, you know, we have four daughters um, from the very beginning. Like, that's why I'm still going back to value. Because when your values are set, you know what kind of decisions you make. I remember that there are times when, so work is good, you know, and it's good to work hard at your work. And there are times when you had to, as our children grew up, talk to them, communicate. That there are seasons where, Daddy is not, daddy can, is not available or daddy is busy at work. And they, because we started talking about it from their younger ages, they understood that, you know what, okay, daddy's not around, mommy's around. Or there are times when mommy even wants to rest or mommy has a meeting, daddy stays. So we, communication is key. Where they understand the different faces of work. And it's not, it doesn't just apply only to ministry. Even with other work environments, it, and it goes either for the husband or daddy or mommy or the wife, where mommy is not available, mommy has to travel, and the children understand why. Not that, oh, just understand that mommy, that, don't you know that mm. daddy is busy, or don't you know mommy? No, tell them that, okay, for this and this and this reasons, daddy will not be able to, you know, come for your this or come for that or be available. But also understanding that there are sacrifices to be made. I remember that there were seasons where our daughters you know they were approaching their teen years and i remember we had that discussion some years ago whereby i had to intentionally leave the office early i remember we had that discussion because i wanted to pick them from school um that time that we had in the car picking after picking them from school and you know getting home the times in between we had a lot of discussions in the car because when we got home we know it was homework schoolwork projects and all but those moments we had, 
we bonded well. I understood what was going. I could see reactions when I went to pick them. Oh, this is this person is sad about this or angry about this or quiet. Why are you quiet? So I made that we uh, we talked about. I made that sacrifice of you know leave the um, office early so you can pick them. Yeah. We are not there. We are not there in that space anymore because they are older now and you know one of them even helps with the other um, her siblings. But we had to make decisions at different phases of their growing up. You know, that I, helped I, I us. think that's key uh, because sacrificing there are trips that we, we were supposed to go together that she had to sacrifice by staying back just mainly because of the children. I learned something from our pastors. There were various faces in their lives. And for younger ministers, many of, I mean, I'm still young, but looking back, I realized that many times we're in a hurry to succeed. We're in a hurry to take over the world. And that can translate into neglect for your family. Look at my pastors now. They have four children and all their kids are married. So they're freer now. So I realized that you are not free when the kids are still young. You have to attend to them. And as they grow, the time will now come when you now be freer and freest, if possible. Now, when I looked at uh, my pastors, you know, the, all the kids are married, so he's available with his with the wife. He can travel for ministrations and do so much more. But many people try to do those things at the wrong time, mm-hmm. and then the children growing up, they suffer. I, I, I think one one thing that will help is we we started doing that some years ago. You have to be intentional about the the family, where you have to say, okay, once in a month you go out on a date with your spouse. Is it the first Sunday or the first Monday, you know, and then you, you go on a date, you go on a dinner or lunch. Of course, we've been to several places, some of them very hilarious. There was a time we went to Italia restaurant on, on the island. We just said we just do something new. We saw something on the menu. I didn't even know the meaning. We just felt like doing something new, you know. Life's about new things as they teach us. And then we ordered for the thing. By the time they brought everything, <laughs> we couldn't even eat. I was very angry. We didn't even eat the food. We left to. I'm telling you because when I tasted, I said, and I, and I, you can't be pretending, you know. It was very painful, but it's part of the bonding. <laughs> so I've learned my lesson anyway. When you go for a buffet, don't try things that will fill your stomach too early. Don't mind those people. When you go for a buffet, they will give you bread and soup. If you eat it too much, you have missed, you have missed everything. You need to eat bread at home before. Goodness. So those are the lessons we learned. Going out to dinners and every we went to various hotels. We just go there, you know, for dinner. Sometimes for lunch, you know. And I realized that that helps us because it helps the friendship. It helps the sanity. Because I've seen people they've not even gone on a date with their spouse for years. Yeah. And the excuse is I'm a manager at work. Look, the day something breaks loose in your home, that time you didn't have for years. You will now have it on an emergency. 